0: When Shermer grover got one back, tears came to my eyes. When we went two and up, and I heard those thousands of Sligo people, I was proud, and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Gilani. North. Elding. 3-2. They've been looking for Stenson's head away at the far post, and over it comes Elliot. Stenson. 1-1. It's brilliant, 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 brilliant. Here comes Pigny.
1: Welcome along to episode 91 of the Bitterhead Supporters Trust podcast. Mixed bag of results this week to go through. But first of all, delighted to be joined by Jerry Connor. Jerry, how are you? Oh, I'm a bit of a mixed bag myself, Ronan. Donald Kelly, how's things?
2: Fantastic, Ronan, thank you.
1: And Shane McGoon what is the crack?
3: Oh, the crack is great, Ronan. Just great.
1: So this week, we will look back on the aforementioned games, the win in Oriel Park against Dundalk and the loss against Shells at Tolkien Park. We will hear your shouts from the shed end from those games as well, and we will also look ahead to Saturday night's game at home to draw the United at the Showgrounds as well. So first of all, lads, go back to Friday night. Um, Jerry, I'll start with yourself. We'll start with the good, I suppose. Uh, Friday night was a, I suppose, it was a, a good Friday turned into a great Friday with that result.
4: Yeah, um feels like a long time ago now. It doesn't feel like Friday, but yeah, it was an excellent result. Um great performance right throughout the 90. Um and look, it's always sweet to get a, a late, late winner. We've had a few of them go against us, so it was nice to be uh on the 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 um receiving end in terms of scoring a late winner, and yeah, look it was overall it was a really good performance and it's probably exactly the type of performance you want to see from Rovers in uh, in an away game.
1: And Donald, you went up to the game in Oriel Park. From your own perspective, was it a a classical away performance, or did we have to to grind it? Up? Well, I suppose we got to win in the end, but it was it was was the three points fully deserved? Oh,
2: the three points were there's no questions about it. the three points were definitely fully deserved. Like we were totally on top. I felt uh, totally dominant. First goal, great move. Fantastic. And uh, it was like, like a tap in for Max Manner, but they're the kind of goals that you want to see him score. Like, it was great to see him get in the six yard box and just have a nice, easy finish. Like, that's, I suppose, a great move. And, um, like, you, you can see on the better pitch, like, we were a better team on the better pitch. I think the service really suited us, you know. Um, I uh, Dundalk equalized, and there's two major issues the with the Dundalk equalizer. Uh number one, uh, the free kick for Neil Moorhan, right? Uh which was a free out all day long, straight in front of our, our bench. It was an absolutely scandalous decision. Scandalous decision, right? To give the free kick against us. Ball hooved into the box. Now if you're to your man, the the Dundalk winger, and um, he he skint our full back, right? But he comes into the box. He's backing into John Mahan. He Honest to go to Olympic style of a dive uh falls down in a hip and bad null. And surely when Damien McGrath seen the reaction from our bench, he surely must have got the sense that he got the decision wrong for the free kick. And then to compound that, he gives a fucking um uh, he gives a penalty kick that was never a penalty kick in a million years.
4: I think uh, I think calling an Olympic style dive is um has been very kind to be fair. I think he just fell on his arse. He
2: he threw himself down on the ground like a spoiled child. That's what he did, yeah. Yeah, it was just yeah.
4: like, it's, uh, look, it's, I know everybody's getting tired talking about referees and it's ongoing and it's going on and on and on and on and on and on. And on. But when you go back to the games that we have played, like we've had, you know, major decisions given against us in every game.
2: Every game. I mean, you know, but, it's just but, getting...
4: But, it's getting sick of it, like,
2: like I was thinking, and that's this. not making
4: excuses, like, no, it's bling.
2: not. But I, I was thinking about this, Jerry, right? So the against UCD, right? Everyone was up and down, was jumping up and down about the penalty kick that was that we were given that was outside the box. But minutes after that, there was a foul in the box that should have been another penalty kick, and there was a free out given for an hour player guy. I think it was Stefan might have been it was given a yellow card, right? Stefan, yeah. Uh, the game against Pass, even though he won that game, John Mathew was sent off. He should never been sent off so we're, we played the game with 10 men now another ridiculous decision that went against us uh, Bohemians uh, the game against Bose, Frank I was started him off
4: now haven't I lads
2: yeah Frank was fouled <laughs> no but we're like, I'm sorry <laughs> about this right well Frank was fouled should have been a free oh house. you're alright Money are they get a corner kick and next thing uh, they, they win the match Fair enough. we should have defended the, the, the set piece better but it's a massive decision that goes against us I guess Dundalk on a, on on a, what's it called a Friday night two major decisions go against us and then to make matters worse, uh against Shelburne, free out, not given. Uh at the against and the or sorry, Shelburne scored directly. Your back. cousin
4: here is laughing at you, Donald.
2: Oh, tell her the, the Red Mist, she knows all about the Kelly Red Mists. <laughs> we're quiet people until we get started. But uh, like I know I know we we'll talk about Shelburne later on, but it's we're just worse than Dundalk. Doc. What's that? I said we're worse than Dundalk. But the thing about it is, is like there's no coincidence that Damien Duff came out after uh, he, a decision against him, right? And he he was complaining in RT, um, I think it was the, the shelburne Derry game. He was complaining in RT about um, how unfairly uh, treated they were and how the referee standards needed to be um, improved and this, that and the other. And it, it got massive coverage. And next thing, first home game Shelburne had, I think, since that. They get an absolute joke of a decision. The referee made an absolute prick of the game, but every 50-50 ball, every 60-40 ball, our decision that should have gone our way was given against us. So I I just, I just think like we're too soft as, as as, a group of supporters and as a football club. We're too. I'm sorry, because I was thinking about this as well, just uh, as a club, right? Uh, the first game of the season for the ladies, we should have had a penalty kick in injury time that was never given a stonewall penalty kick, that was never given, and next thing, Shams go up to the end and score, uh, score, score a late winner, where should have been not scoring the late winner, not them. And that's changed the whole tone for that ladies team as well. Like, we we're getting shafted on. And I'm sorry, just while I'm on the point as well, <laughs> I know as well, uh, 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 in terms of the fixtures, if you look at the fixture list, right, every team uh, had a home game and an away game over the Bank Holiday the weekend, right? Bare one team, which was Durham, who had two home games, Cork had a home game and away game. Derry had two home games. Every Dublin team and our East Coast team had a home game and the away game. Who was the only club that had two away games that had to travel the furthest to all the games? Stiger Rovers. And guess what? Next uh the the May Bank Holiday weekend, exact same thing again. Stiger Rovers has to travel twice to to, to play their matches, and every other team. Ballyberry, who has two home games, Stiger Rovers. Uh, uh, the, every other team has a home game and the away game. Look, that's too much. That's there's more coincidence than coincidence in that.
4: Yeah, uh, Ronan, you put up interesting stats there on terms of travel.
1: Yeah, as Don mentioned there, like I suppose we don't really go too far away from the Dundalk game, but we'll probably touch on that now. Is the the travel and like Don mentioned there, having two away games on the bank holiday is ridiculous. Um, like or oh, nearly eight hundred kilometers by up and down for, for ro- Rovers for anyway rovers on the bank holiday weekend, whereas. Derry have, you know, zero kilometres themselves. Like, you know, don't mention there, like, I know that a good majority of the teams are, you know, based around Dublin, but the likes of the fact that, you know, Shams only had, what, 16.4, shells only, like, away to UCD and then home to ourselves like that, you know. Um, but the fact that, like, having two away games on the bank holiday weekend, probably one of the most popular bank holiday weekends of the year is, you know, it doesn't seem to be anything taken into account really of of I suppose you know they're trying to market the league they're trying to get supporters into games and like you know Magoo do you want to pick up on this point that like how are you supposed to encourage people in if you're not you know make things accessible for supporters
3: but they were making it accessible they were we just you know using us as the the, the clubs that they didn't care about they made it accessible for everybody and all the rest of the clubs to have the bank holiday, we get all the fixtures at home over the long bank holiday weekend. You know, even the as you put up there, the away games were like Shams away to Shells are away to UCD. Pass they're, they're all within whatever miles of each other. So it was successful for everybody except for us, but we're the ones that don't give a shit about like so. Like it's 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 not a coincidence. It's obviously purposely done. And it's all said. The next bank holiday weekend is the same. So,
4: can yeah. you put back like, up the not, mileage there new, again? Like
3: Jerry, Jerry's banging this drum the whole time about, that we're that we constantly fighting against everything. And it's true. Like we are. Like we don't get nothing ever handed to us like the rest of them do. So, like it's like I'm not surprised. No, there's no point in banging on about it. Like cause we're kind of used to it by now. Yeah.
4: Well, just to re- just to read out some. Like, just to read out some of that, I suppose the kilometers traveled by teams over the weekend. So. As um as Ronan was saying, Derry traveled zero kilometers, um Shells travelled seven point nine, Shams sixteen point four, uh Pats one two nine um Cork five oh two. But then you take you know massive jump up to ourselves um seven hundred and seventy one kilometers. So I suppose if you look at the, the last game that we played there against Shells on, on Monday night, they travelled a total distance of 7.9, and we travelled 771 kilometres. But to be honest with you, I didn't really think about that until, I suppose, Donald started um his rant. But it's actually... I think as a club, I have to 100% agree with Donald as well, that we're far too quiet. We're far too quiet as fans as well. Yeah. It's like... We're too quick nearly to blame ourselves. Like we have definitely kind of inferior complex, and I don't think we stand up for ourselves enough as fans. You know, you're nearly not allowed to give out, or as a club, I just feel sometimes that the club are, oh, well, we better not complain about it because it only make it worse. But to be honest with you, how can, I don't think things could be much worse. In fairness, like when you look at the mileage that's clocked up over what two or three days. When you look at the amount of cards that are clocked up over two games, when you look at the amount of unbelievable bad decisions that are given against us, it's nearly like we'll have to score two goals in every game to get a, a victory. Um, and I know people can give out about the defense and blah, 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 and blame this, that, and the other. And it goes back again. Like you read some of the comments on social media and you're thinking, like they're nearly jumping up and down to blame ourselves or to give out about ourselves or. Maybe that's just social media these days, but like, you know, I know we should have defended the ball better uh, when Fitzgerald was fouled. After he was fouled, we should have defended the ball better and probably should have dealt with it better in the lead up to that. But at the same time, too, it's a clear foul. Like, uh, the penalty in Dundalk, like, if you're going to give a penalty for that every time, it'll be 10 all in penalties every game. Um, and I think, Don, you probably. I think we just we are far far too soft, far too soft. And I think Magoo, you said it before as well. I don't know who, what manager was saying it or who was saying it. Like, you know, you come to the showgrounds, you get a great welcome. Um, like we should be painting the walls black in the fucking way dressing room. We should be yeah. turning the water cold. Yeah, like we're just we're too, we're too nice, too nice. Yeah, who was saying that, Magoo, before? I can't
3: remember. It's 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 a it's a lovely place to come, it's nice and comfortable, and you always get a great reception and you know what I mean? It's it's a lovely stadium, love all that kind of stuff. It's just, it, people are too comfortable coming here, I think. Yeah. Away teams. Like I'd have the to of the away restaurant and juicy jerry painted black and have not like so there's no but why would you be accommodating? I know
4: you want we it. don't get accommodated.
3: No, we don't get accommodated. No, you want your nice facilities and, and all that kind of stuff for you know, and the way like it, it's stood to us getting the under twenty one games years ago and stuff like that. Like but we're never going to get them back again now. Not the way other stadiums are are getting better on and off the pitch and stuff like that. Like, we'll they'll never be back here. So, like I, I look after your own first. We're looking after ourselves, and if anything else comes after that, then fine. But, uh, a hundred percent. I think thing, P, teams are. It's far too easy if you can come down here. I think obviously uh yeah. hopefully it was a new stadium that'll change. But I think we the way the, the way it is now with the either end being open and the fours are stuck over on the side and that corner and stuff like that, there's there's no real intimidation for for away teams. No. You know we used to get remember in and out of the, the shade and stuff like that. Like away teams used to hate coming here back in
4: them days. But I think like it's just was, the general mentality of The club, like, do you know, that kind of way that we are soft as shite, like. Even whatever. Yeah, was... but it
3: all, it all, it all, like that all feeds into it though. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think mass Day atmosphere is is the big one. You know what I mean? You could have be the nicest people, and they can't welcome them away teams in or whatever like that. But if the atmosphere was intimidating, uh, in around the pitch and the game and stuff like that. But in, I, I, I,
4: think sli- I think, I think, I think Sligo Rovers though is kind of a, a reflection of, of the, the Sligo psyche in terms of like, afraid to offend anybody, do you know? What kind of way, it? don't rattle anybody's cage. Just kind of keep tipping along. Um, you can see it from our politicians as well. Like, do you know? We're n- we're never well represented really in terms paranoid. of, uh, on on a on a national scale. Um, very rarely at all. Like, we're nearly afraid to put our head above the parapet, and we're kind of. Yeah bullied either side of us by Donegal or Mayo or, you know, if any money coming into the, into the, uh, the locality or, or things like that, you know, so.
2: And, well, look at, in I fairness, um, and I'm sure, Frank Feehan, uh listens to our uh, podcast and go, man, Frank, because I know uh, all the local politicians are going to deliver us a big sack of cash for the... In fairness, they are people. good,
4: in, the likes of himself and McSharry, and they are good supporters and all yeah, that. Absolutely, yeah. But yeah. we need, I, yeah, look, I, I, I don't know, like, it just seems to be in our psyche is that we we kind of
2: we're too we're too soft, Jerry. Soft and, people. And yeah, I I just think like like no, Jerry. You know, I I like it. I sometimes uh, I can get a bit say uh, animated. Uh, I do. It was a football. <laughs> but I'll contest, I other things. I I, I uh, I'll contest every decision uh, that I think is is, and I rant and I roar and I shout, and I like to me. That's part of being a football fan is is trying to make a ground as hostile as you possibly can and get on get on referee's back and and so that he's thinking twice. Jesus, if I don't give this, what's going to happen? The place. And is you, you can you,
4: you can rant and you can give out and you can shout and you can jump up and down without being abusive as well. Yeah, absolutely, you absolutely,
2: know? absolutely.
4: And, and and one thing I would say as well is that, and I said it before, like you might have a stressful week at work. Um, Go out and roar and shout your head off at a game and get the, the stress out of your system. Mm. Um you know, and even I always kind of found playing football was my mother always said, Jesus, the best thing never happened to you. Because I, you know, I'd be running around kicking and fucking fighting with everybody on on the street, and you know, if I didn't have a game, and Magu, you know that well. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> if I didn't have football to play, like, and you know, like it's a great way of just kind of I suppose in this day. For obviously I'm not gonna be running around kicking a ball, and I was still run around and kick people if I could, but that's another matter. But like roaring and shouting at the games, you know, it does get this distress out of you and it gets stuff off your chest and mm. fucking, there's nothing wrong with it. Like it's a release. It's a release. Yeah, absolutely. Stand up for your stand yeah. up for your club and stand up yeah. for your, your people and just give it give it socks. Like yeah. Without being abusive. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but I think it's it's also where we are and do you know we're we're an outlier compared to the rest of the league? They're all over that side. It's, you know what I mean? They see us as nearly indispensable over here. Like they don't care. They, they, oh. if, we tomorrow, if we were gone tomorrow, we were tomorrow, wouldn't it wouldn't cost them at all? They'd give us the whole. Yeah. Oh, it's sad to see them go, and I always like travel. Yeah. Like, yeah, they, would, yeah. they wouldn't care though. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They don't care. Yeah. So
2: Like you think about you you even think about those referees. Um, so I think Damien McGrady from Derry is it. Mio. Mio Mio was it? Yeah. yeah. What's right. I you think? Uh, yeah. But but then is uh, your man Dutter for uh, that the what's called him? on uh, on on Monday night. Rob yeah. Harvey. Harvey, yeah. He's like he's a Dublin fella. So they probably want to keep these, you know, these these referees, oh but all, I'm sure there's a lot based in Dublin, like no. Should no, McGrath
4: get, McGrath give the penalty in 20, 2012 And I swear Paris, to god he's yeah, yeah. and he's or still overcom- price, yeah. he's, he's overcompensating against it since since that yeah, day.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, get over it, man. And as such on the dog game, I suppose, like, the, the impact of... We've seen so far this season, the impact of subs off the bench and once again on Friday night. It was... Uh, the impact was there on on Friday night, Magoo, with the the players that we brought off the bench as well. Again. Well, yeah, like,
3: the, the like Bulger changed the game when he came on. Um, I can't remember who else came on. With, uh, uh, Stefan. <laughs> Stefan, yeah, come on, yeah. Stefan was very good too. But Bulger changed the game, like, his... But our tactics the whole way through I thought were were excellent like uh, uh, they the way we uh, the way we allowed to were like you, you knew the were wanting to play out from the back and there were the minute uh, your man loose was getting the ball it was obviously a trigger to, to jump and close him down and, and then we were winning the ball back especially with Madden like Madden seemed to be sitting close to him and getting on him he was that was allowing for Sterling then to run in around the back and and so many times he got in with them little balls down the side of the, in behind the fullback. From that exact thing where we were winning the ball high up the pitch and turn it over. And it kind of, know. kind of got the grits for a wee, but then in the second half, or half through two of the second half, when they made their own substitutions, I think Sloggett was a come on, and August, yeah. Yeah, he would go for it. But then Bolger changed it back in our favour again. Yeah. I thought he was excellent when he came on. And then the, the tackle. The actual funny thing, when you're on about it earlier, Morgan's uh, tackle that was given as a free kick for their for their for, for their penalty
2: hmm.
3: Bulger was the exact same tackle to win the ball for the hour winning goal it was the exact same challenge he, he, he got in stepped in between the ball and the man like and won it and set seven free but like it just shows with referees in the first half he gave a free kick against Morehead for it like but then
2: hmm. Bulger rightly he, saw he, yeah. he let, let play yeah, run on I just it just when you're, when you're talking there you just give me you reminded me like like Max Mada. just I remember watching the game and I just like just his work rate like he has to be one of the most honest footballers I've ever seen he's absolutely savage Jesus, I thought he was
3: outstanding on no Friday night
2: unbelievable absolutely unbelievable and Wilfred Scherrard was he was it was like watching Messi as well at times he was sensational uh I, I thought that was a was an amazing performance on Friday night and uh do you know, like, oh man, it was it's, it was just um, it was great. It was just Mata really and truly like? Geez, if you, if, you, if you could bottle up whatever whatever he has, um, you he, get an issue few offer because he's uh he's quality. He's, he's all heart doing that. He's he's just he's he's a class act. I think.
3: And uh, but he was so, it wasn't even even on Friday night though. He was so like I was just sitting there with his like it was obviously something to work on where he. He'd say he'd so he'd be very close to Alfie Lewis, and then he'd be the first to engage him and close him down. And they'd did, did, did press them from everywhere and win the ball back. But like it was then when he won the ball back, what he had, he was so intelligent with his use of the ball. Mm. Like he was really, like he held it up really well. Then when it was played up to him, his work rate was unreal. But them little, like he gave a couple of balls in behind the fullback for, for Sturge Ronante, for like, and they were just with well, great yeah. balls and great vision, and like. I, t- I thought I thought Friday night was probably his best, the best game I've seen him play. Now he's played well this season, but yeah. I thought Friday night was was definitely his best game so far. I thought he was brilliant.
1: Uh, touch on the winning goal, lads. Jerry, it's uh, it's always nice to win a game, but to win it with a for a uh, late winner is uh, is yeah. extra special. Oh yeah, um, we were
4: uh, normally I mean, in the bow three. Yeah. Normally I'd be up at the up at the the game with, with Donald, but uh, we had the quiz on on Friday night and the place went absolutely fucking berserk. It was absolute scene, so it was such crack. Um I te- we nearly took the roof off the belfry. There wasn't a lot of other people in the belfry, but anybody who was downstairs, I'd say they thought it was a fucking earthquake. Like the place just everybody is jumping up and down going bananas and Jesus set the scene for a great uh, a great night. And uh just to say thanks as well, actually, while we're on it. Thanks for everybody for coming along. I think we had 15 teams. So we had between 60 yeah. to 70 people there uh playing the quiz. And it was uh that was a fantastic night. And uh not only did we take their three points, but uh
1: we drank their pints of harp as well while we were there. <laughs> but it's a different type of goal again, Donald. Like it's uh
4: I didn't describe anything about the goal, I described everything that's around it. But do you know like in a way when you score, you, know you forget. You kind of you get lost in the moment. Yeah. And
1: do you want to describe the old There that was. Uh, no, I much about it. Can't really remember to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you about, about eight pints
2: helping you. That's the history. And a
1: packet of dates.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: I a There
1: was, I suppose, it was a different type of goal that we've been used to seeing. The scene just. Uh, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: like, and like I have to uh, uh, say, Stefan was excellent as well when he came on. Like he was a real, uh, he was a real uh, live wire, and uh, no more than Bulger. Like I, as Magoo was saying, I thought Slaggart gave them a bit, bit of uh, impetus in the game. But as soon as Bulger came on, we we went straight back again. Uh, but Stefan, yeah, he 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 beat a couple of players, and it was like it was a it was a tidy finish. Do you know what I mean? It's that it, to me, it looked like he plays the ball. Um, uh, it was a great finish, and the placement. Well, more than herself, uh, I think th- things got a bit kind of out of control in in Oriel Park as well. So um, it was, uh, yeah, no, it was a great finish, and it's great to see Stephen had a very good forty five minutes as well. Lewis. We would know we we'll talked about that later on, uh, but it's great to see him coming on and making a big impact to games as well. Um, he looks like a real like a real quality uh, addition to the squad. Is that Irish for Stephen? You're saying there, Stefan. 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 Or oh, Stefan. Yeah. Stefan. 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 Isn't that oh. Stephen? For isn't that Stephen an Irish? So, well, uh, so, well like, sorry. Uh, Maybe he uh,
4: is I, Irish. He might be like Joe Biden. He's got fifth generation yeah. cousins or something in that. Uh, do
2: you uh, do you, do you have any fairways yourself, there, Jerry? No. <laughs>
4: I might have a touch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I heard you're speaking There's, eyes, it, there. <laughs>
4: There's a touch of something in me,
2: anyways. It's a, uh, a mongrel. I suppose just before you, uh, before you finish on the Dundalk game, Ronan um, I suppose is I, I kind of feel obliged to remark on on some of the the the, the stuff that happened in Oriel Park. Uh, first off, I suppose. The the last the 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 busload of our, our supporters came down, a good few of the forest lads slammed it down. Um it seemed to me like the, the dog stewards were up for energy bergy as soon as they walked in. I know I was chatting to one of the one of the lads there and he reckoned like there was there was an issue with tickets. There was fellas that paid for tickets and uh, there those fellas that paid for tickets and they said that they wouldn't scan at the gate and they were charged twice basically to get into the game. As soon as they came in, there was, I did feel that the Dundalk stewards were very heavy-handed towards uh, towards the supporters, uh, towards the 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 forest lads anyway, uh, wow. probably unnecessarily so. But after all that, there was a couple of the lads, there was flares lit and there was lads thrown out, There's young fellas there thrown out maybe 13, 14 years of age. I mean, like, I know I there's one or two, I won't mention any names, but there's fellas that went out to try and sort it out and to kind of look after the lads that have been thrown out you know which isn't fair on, on adults that are going down to watch a game of football the kind of feel obliged to, to, to try and negotiate with guards or whatever or trying to look after young fellas that are left out to the wise county loud uh, like Dundalk is a funny town I don't know if any of you have ever been out in it but um, I certainly uh, I wouldn't I would like to have my, my uh, teenage son out roaming the streets of Dundalk uh, late at night anyway uh, anyway, so th- there was that, but th- there was there was two things there was two things that happened. I suppose that that kind of would have left a bad taste in him out. Uh, one of the fellas that was thrown out of the game lit a flare outside the game, which I thought was kind of funny because it was it was it was left outside. He the flare lit outside, and everyone was kind of cheering inside and in, in the stadium. But obviously, a rush of blood to the head. Uh, he threw the flare in at her own fans. Now. There's people that are going to those games lads, that 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 are 80 years of age are certainly very very close to it, and if that fear hit one of them, like what's going to happen? It's not. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not. Regardless of anything else, it's it's just it's there, there, there's things that shouldn't happen, and throwing things towards people, throwing objects on a pitch is is not on. It's not. It's it's it's, it's not on. Simple as that. And then secondly, like we all lost our shit when 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 we scored the winner. But jumping onto a pitch with a lip flare, running over towards their own players, is absolutely fucking ludicrous. Excuse me, language. Now, if Shamrock Rovers done that, or if Bo's done it, or any other team done it, we'd all be up in arms. We'd all be losing our shit. And we'd all be pointing our finger at them, saying, Look at those fucking scumbags. And, 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 and I suppose the killing part about this, because obviously you see the work that some of those forces lads put in when they're when the at games and stuff like that, put in so much effort. But all it takes is one gobshite. One gobshite to ruin all that and leave that bad taste in people's mouth. And that's the one thing that people are going to talk about. They won't talk about all the great displays or the atmosphere that's created. They talk about the one bad thing that happened. It, 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 my message to the the the, the, the force is, like, like there's lines that can't be crossed. And just be careful, because when you're going to a game, you're not only representing yourself, you're not only representing Forza, but you're representing like Rovers and people's label, And have some fucking manners. And if there's somebody that's not... Uh, the, the Behaving in a way that they should be behaving. And you know that they're not behaving in a way that they should be behaving. the dogs in the street would have seen that. Whatever that, that young fella jumped on that pitch with that player last night, that's totally unacceptable. He should be left in fucking to the dog and let him ring his parents and let his parents come home and bring him home. That's what it should have happened with him. Now, as I say, it's not fair to tear all the, the force lads on it. <clears throat> it's not, it's not all their fault. And uh, again, sorry, I'm ranting again. It's just they need they need to be careful because it all takes one bad egg to bring the rest of them down. That's it, so. In fairness, I've seen a couple of the fours on
3: Twitter, though, and they're also not happy with it, like, so. Obviously, yeah. it's not, it's obviously not one of their uh, permanent, regular members, uh, by the way they're talking, anyway. Um, I don't know who it was or what it was, but what I could gather from the way they were talking on Twitter, like, that's one or two. I didn't even seem to know who it
1: was. All right, let's move on now to the Shelburne game. Um, yes. <laughs> Jerry, uh, I suppose once again, like the first half performance, the first, first start with the goal was, uh, well, not start with the goal, but the first half performance in general was was probably the best half we've we've put together this season. Yeah, it uh, didn't start off too
4: well. With I think first five minutes, I think, shells came out out of the traps all guns blazing um, and really got at us and in fairness we could have been a goal or two but down um after those five minutes but we grew into the game um, and also within that five minutes Bogdan came off injured and Stefan came on to replace him for me I don't know how a player can get injured after three minutes of a game uh, I don't know what can go wrong between the warm-up and, and three minutes into the game I don't know maybe Maybe he didn't fancy it or the pitch was a bit too boggy or whatever. But anyway, as he came off, seven came on. And uh, after that, then we we, we we got a foothold in the game. And we, I think it was probably our best 40, 40 minutes of football um, throughout the season. Um, just going to jump on a little bit, uh, but it ties in what I just said. The start, of the, second, the start of the second half was the exact same as the start of the first half, where shells again came out all guns blazing. Got a goal back, I think, within seven minutes. So, I don't know why we started slow in both halves. We got away with it in the first half. Got a foothold in the game, played our best 40 minutes. Second half, same thing happened. They scored. And after that, it, we our heads just went. Um, we just seemed to be a different team. Which is actually kind of unusual in terms of that We've de- dealt really well with adversity and going to goal behind in all the games this season. So, um, Donald, you're waving your little finger there.
2: Yeah, just just on on that point, Jerry. Like, I suppose the difference uh, for the second half was that they made three substitutions. Uh, yeah. So that that obviously kind of changed the the dynamic of the game as well. I would have thought, you know. And yeah, then...
4: but e- but even still, after you know, like, do do three substitutions make an impact that quickly? You know, overall, in five minutes, do you know what I mean? But I think, like, how I think badly do we
2: start? How badly do we start the second half, though, Jerry? Well, I don't obviously don't think it was that bad, being honest with you. I don't think it was that bad. I think it was an absolute scandalous uh, refereeing decision. That's 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 gifted them. That's gifted them a goal.
4: Well, yeah, I know no, that, but it was, they were It they was, no,
3: it was, it was Nando's. It was Nando's slack pass across the pitch that started it all. As Jerry was saying, it was it was it was it was, it was too casual, like yeah. We come out and and at Jerry's point, like we come out, uh, maybe the same as we did in the first half. Not I'm not saying to come out purposely casual, but kind of trying trying to feel our way into the half or something like that, rather than being, do you know what I mean? And that that like we were playing so slow and so you know just tip around within the midfield that Shelburne were were able to step up on us and step up. And then that pass across the face of the pitch in front of your own back four is never yeah. on when you're when there's no. Pacing the mover and like that, like they're all pushed up and straight away intercepted. And then we were on the back foot, like, and then everything else, then after that was downhill, was just, downhill. Yeah, but yeah,
4: well, for me, it was just a carbon copy of the first five minutes in in both halves, you know, where we were very casual, there was no urgency, we're pissing about with the ball. We got away with it in the first half, second half, we didn't. I don't think the three substitutions would have had that quick of an impact. I think our own. Kind of casualness had more of an impact, and they were just on the front foot. They okay. came out with the mindset of just getting in our faces, and they and they done it. And we we after that, once we conceded, no matter. Look, I know the referee is uh, is has a huge amount to blame. Uh, like all day long, all day long, it should be a free kick. But we got ourselves into that situation too, oh. so we can't pass all the blame.
2: No, but I, but I like I, I, see it from a totally different way of honest with you, right. So to my mind, and to me, probably what we should have done is the right thing, right? So sit in. They have to come out and try and uh, attack us and try and break us down. So mm. sit in and do what they've done to us. Hit them on the break in the second
4: half. Yeah, but they're sitting in and just pissing about, playing the ball across the 18 year box. And, okay,
2: it's it's one bad pass, right? Okay, and 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 whatever, like like obviously, but that's written, all it takes. Okay, but. If the if the defenders defend right, which Faser is doing, he's defending right, and he's fouled, or he's for on Johnny for is fouled. What are you supposed to do?
4: But nobody's disagreeing with that, yeah. You no, know, of course, it's a foul, Either, we're it's just going saying... straight, there's, there's going to be straight passes, Jerry. Like, no, I know, but it just, it just feels that both halves we started very lethargic. We weren't, they were on the front foot, not us. And if they're in the front foot, even if it takes just knocking one or two balls long and just getting them to turn. That's okay. Like, get their fucking defenders. Knock one or two down the channels. Like, get their defenders turning. Instead of us playing silly ball, like, you know, whatever, right? It was a bad pass, whatever like that. But like, straight away, you, like, you've you already seen in the first half, they're in the, on the front foot, in your faces, not giving you an inch. Don't take any chances. Don't, don't be too casual. And if you need to lock, knock it long every now and again and just turn their defenders and get them facing towards their own goal, just for the first few minutes. I think that's more positive than than sitting in. And then try and get a foothold in the game. It doesn't mean that you have to come out, you know, you can still sit in, but just just mentality and we're fucking caught cold second half. That's just what it felt like. And once that goal went in, that was it. We we just we just bought like we went from how can you go from having your best forty minutes to having your worst forty five? And I like John Russell Did admit that himself I'm sure the players Would too
3: It seemed like We just all uh, We lost our composure And our shape Like The Dundalk game We kept our shape Even Like it was The last minute Before we scored But there was no I know We, we still had a point Or whatever it was But there was no Going gung-ho and, and You know Doing what we weren't Supposed to do We stuck to the game plan We stuck with our With our shape And everything The whole way through The Dundalk game Didn't cause us any Bother at all it's like the Shelburne game, you seem to lose. Like, and I know like Nando got in team of the week and everything because like after that mistake, he was nearly on a one-man crusade to to make up for it. Trying to he, he was yeah, he was running up the line with the ball, he was chasing balls in the midfield, and like on a personal level, he, he put hundred and ten percent in effort in and he done he played great, like he was doing stepovers down the line and everything. But he's a centre half, and him going out. There into midfield and chasing our line, and everything. Once we lose the ball, it's leaving us exposed. And it's like not that it's it didn't come to anything, but it's it just showed the whole lack of composure and the lack of the the game plan without the window nearly. And our shape went, and it just it's like we just lost our heads for some reason. And I don't know why that was. Maybe it was the second goal being an own goal, or just the way it happened, or whatever like that. But the first half, if we just like there was a time, I'm not sure if it was one all. Or we were 2-1 down at this stage and we were playing past one at the back and the ball went to Luke and they were closing us down all over the place and the ball went back to Luke and I was thinking put your foot through it and he clips it over lovely wee dink in fairness to him over there forward side out to Hutchison and left back but it bounced up and then Hutchison has to control it up around his chest area and by the time the ball comes back down to him a man up in his face he can't all he can do is go back with it again and i think thinking to myself put up the pitch turn them And get up and do what we've done against the dock and do what we've done against them in the first half, press them and win the ball back high up the pitch, like we had been doing in the first half, and where all our good players come from. And the same as in the dock. And we just lost. Look, and I suppose you're gonna get it with it. Like the team is only it's only new, and it's it's you probably have to take them kind of like over the two. We played 180 minutes of football, and for 135 of them, we were brilliant. Do you know? And we're now talking about the the, the forty-five that we were not but you're gonna get
2: that, I suppose. When like I, I I agree with you there, right? But um I suppose it goes back to what we were saying then earlier on in terms of like you factor in then the fact that we've had to travel twice to go to the games. Uh you, you factor in the heavy pitch. I remember seeing too, Jerry come back in the car. It was like uh, it was like Pete Madden. Uh, it was like Pete Madden is doing the doing the grounds in 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 Park because clearly, like there, there was uh, there was a there was a plot there to let the grass go or, or certainly not cut the grass and, and try and make it as difficult uh, for us to play football um, as possible. I thought anyway.
4: Yeah, it was kind of there wasn't a lot of words said in the car on the way home. Fairness, it was no. the quietest journey in a long time. But um, I one thing that I kind of found. I know I found it amusing, but when we were stringing passes together, and it was good passages of play, the the Shelburne fans were kind of nearly getting kind of excited or something in, in terms of like, whoa, 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 this kind of crack. Like those who aren't used to teams trying to play football. That's that was my impression of it. Mm. Um so look.
2: Um and there again, like I, I suppose, once once that second goal goes in, like you're just looking back, you're you're looking back to pitch. Uh, we were down at uh, the end of the two goals for the three goals with it actually, and you're looking back to pitch, and it's just a wall, right? And it's so difficult to break them down. And I I think they've what they've they've conceded five goals all season or something like that. So they're a solid team at the back, and yeah. once you. Um, once you go behind, it's you know what I mean. It's an uphill battle trying to get back into the game. Unfortunately for us, um, like the second goal, just I don't know what to say about it. Um, at the time, I, sw- I know when when John Matten was coming off, he was kind of apologizing to the fans, um, like like it was his fault, and I, I that was kind of the impression I I had during the game. But when I, when I saw the replays, um, just you just you know what I mean, like you're wondering like. Why is Luke out there? Why is he in his box? Doing so the kind of way like like to me that ball there was, there was too much pace in that ball. He was never going to get near it. And Matt had done the right thing. To my mind, I think Matt did the right thing. He, like, he have you have to get something on it. Do you know what I mean? It's a dangerous ball cr- across your. Like if, he,
4: if he lets that ball go across, him, yeah, people are saying well, questioning why, 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 why did he not go yeah. for the ball? So yeah. it's in, it's your answer instinct as well as the defender. Yeah. Of course, you're going to go for the ball. Um, and yeah. the, ball, the ball I think if the keeper so says, says yeah, I think if the keeper says where he is. <laughs> which I don't see why the need was. Like, if you look at his starting position, he's about seven, eight yards outside his box. And then he slips. Like, I don't understand why he goes out there. It's nearly like he's trying to play like a full, like a fullback nearly. I mean, I suppose Ronan as well, just look, as I say, I don't like repeating myself. Um, But last week, you know, I said that, you know, we're scoring great goals. We're putting 20 passes together. And, and scoring unbelievable goals, but then we're conceding conceding the most ridiculous, embarrassing goals week in, week out. So there's no point scoring fabulous goals and letting in absolute embarrassing goals in at the other end. Like, I don't know what it's going to take to get us get a clean sheet. We need to cut out the fucking stupid mistakes and get tuned in. And it's like what we were saying before there, like, sometimes, you know, to relieve pressure, you do need to put your foot through the ball, or sometimes maybe you do need to go Change your style of play for a few minutes to weather a storm, or just to change it up a little bit. Or, um, yeah. Look, I, I don't know. It's really. I'm sure. I'm sure the team is frustrated. I'm sure John Matt, uh, John Russell is frustrated. But we can't keep scoring worldies and then letting in absolute like the likes of Daniel McDonald. You know the way he described the goal, comical, all this kind of crack, and you know. Like as Magoo said, there we played one hundred and fifty unbelievable minutes of football, and then
2: we go and do fucking stupid things like that. Yeah,
4: like, like,
2: Jerry, to your point, do you know something? It's actually, if I if I was John Russell, I put up at the I I hang that in the fucking dressing room. The that uh, Daniel your man the, what a McDonald's uh, tweet, the way he described that goal because I, if that if that wouldn't. Oh man, make your blood boil and like just like, whatever it took to make sure that that never happened again. If that tweet didn't do it, I'd know how it would because that it certainly it, it nearly made me nauseous when I read that after the game. It was, it was, it, it was that, that infuriated.
3: But I think, I think it was, I think,
4: I, go on, sorry,
2: when when good, sorry.
3: In, sorry, when I was just when I was in earlier about that, about the, the, the three good hats of football, and that you know, you're probably something you're going to have to probably live with for a bit. Uh, you know when it's a new team we put together and like still relatively new management and all this kind of stuff getting their ideas across and how to play and how to what but like what they need to do what they need to learn we need to learn how to grind out results. Like when we're not if we're not playing well, like you know if you if you can't win a game don't lose a game. Do you know? Yeah. That kind of stuff. And we're not as you say Jerry, we have to like if if we don't play well we're not gonna get it like you know we didn't play well in drawda. We got nothing out of the game. Uh, we didn't play well here, home to Cork, and we were blessed to get something out of the game. Uh, where you see other teams they don't play well, but they'll get something out of the game. They will even win games. Like Shelburne Shelbur at the week at the, against yeah. us played for the yeah. shite, like for Bose. part of it. But they've won the they've won a two one.
4: Yeah, yeah. Like we're all saying, so Bose are are a very average team. Yeah, so, you, you know they're finding a way to win games. Yeah, whereas yeah. we're fi- we're finding a way to lose them. lose games. Yeah, lose points anyway. Yeah, um, and like one thing I would say is that, like, and I said it before, like you know, we've got the hardest working fans in the world. They're probably the hardest working manager in the league. Um, I'm sure the players are working their bollocks off too, but we just need to be tuned in for 95 minutes and cut out these silly errors. Like you know, ah, look, I know I things happen really, and I, all that, but yeah, I, in fairness as
3: to, well, yeah. we are, we are being we are like we are being unlucky too in in ways that like. When we do make a mistake, it's invariably punished. Like every time we make a mistake, we're getting we're getting punished for it. Like and that's like by the law of averages, that shouldn't be. But we're getting seen to be like there's other things you would be making mistakes and they're not getting punished for it. And you have to think at some stage that will turn. You know, but. but
2: but again, it boils down as well. Like when we were talking about earlier on, it boils down a lot as well down to refereeing decisions and stuff like that as well. Going against us too, and the likes of traveling away to the two games, all that stuff feeds into the the the, the bit of bad luck as well.
3: Oh, yeah, that's tra- that, 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 that traveling away actually. Like you know, if, if you think coming back from the dock uh, on Friday night, they're home. They'll be home at what time? Probably one one or two in the morning.
2: If if, if even we go with yeah.
3: So do we do we do I think the uh, uh, have a light? off Saturday, a light training session Sunday, and then you're back in the bus again Monday. Yeah. Like it is that does definitely again it that second half where we lost our composure and their shape and everything. That that, that kind of
2: like tired and obviously and playing playing on heavy pitch as well. Bridges-Ven, like yeah, yeah. Yeah. It does take a toll. There's no two ways about it, yeah.
1: Well as well as that are we are we being are are we not creative enough? Are we when we got opportunities, are we, we're not taking them um like we saw on Monday night that I know we'll for sure hit the crossbar, but then the chance then for Stefan, Stefan across the ball. You know we're not like that up thing again. That I if like we, we do concede, we know we have to score more than yeah. You know we I have, have to I score the opposition at the moment, yeah. like yeah. And yeah. we're
4: probably not I, like we probably when you look at the, the first half against Shelburne was probably the most creative in terms of chances. Uh, so far this season, in a period of football, um, Dundalk didn't create a whole pile, but we I suppose we created enough to win the game. Um, but we weren't wasteful on the night, really. You know, uh, Dirt, look looking back to Derry, then as well. Yeah, you know you've got uh, Bogdan. Uh, you look, you look back to to Bogdan, and like he's clean through and goal easier to score. We don't convert that, so probably. Overplaying it at times, um, and also not taking guilt edge chances that you know would have put us in a situation where we probably would have an extra six points. When you look at the Derry game and you look at the uh, the Shells game, you know, Bogdan gets that second one against Derry, that's them gone. Stefan or will score in the first half, you know, along with. You know, that's two nil, shells are out of the game. So it's kind of a com- culmination of both, really, isn't it? And then obviously conceding fucking stupid goals.
3: But well, I was just I was just taking actually in the when I was watching the first half against Shelburne. You know, we were playing so well and I was putting it together with the Dundalk game, and I was thinking how much thought it's finally starting to click because the Jewish injury overplaying twenty but against Dundalk and especially against Shelburne first half. We were far more incisive, we thought. And we were creating we were getting in around the back a lot more than we did in previous games. Uh, especially Will down that side. And Frank, like, you know, moving Frank onto right back. back where it's not ideal, I suppose, defensively. It's you know, you're you're putting the onus then on the opposition winger. Is he gonna follow Frank back? And more often than not, they're not. And we're overlording down that side too. And in the two gate, you're thinking, Jesus, this finally we're finally starting to click now with this. Um but then we missed a half of the chances, obviously. So but I think we're missing we're missing another striker. Like as good as Max has been. We have no replacement for him. Yeah. So when we're playing there on Monday night, as a performance he put in on Friday night, he, he did look tired towards the end of Monday night, definitely in the second half. But there's no replacement off the bench for him, like. And that's I think we're like we're gonna to have to obviously live with that till July, but I think
2: that's definitely an area where we're lacking. Like if Stefan, uh, Stefan, sorry, was that was that a bit better, was it? Yeah, not Stefan. <laughs> anyway, he did. Uh, he, I thought, I thought he did very well when he came on um, um, against Dundalk, and certainly the first forty-five minutes, like he, he creates a lot of problems. Um, he creates a lot of chances. Uh, is he a man? It, it, uh, I suppose you'd like to maybe see himself and Max kind of play together. But yeah, we are kind of just a small bit later, something different up front, maybe. Yeah. Uh, a word, you know as well? I think that uh, Danny Lafferty thought, had a, a, a very good game on on Monday night as well, and great to see him get uh, getting scoresy too. Yeah, he was excellent. Yeah.
3: Sorry, that was I was another thing I was supposed to say is Right, just just the tactically that's bringing Lafferty in. You know, shells of conceded. The only conceded was a five-goal Jerry?
4: Yeah, four. I think
3: four of them I was saying they've all been set pieces. So, like you know, the, just the, the cuteness of bringing in Lafferty for for that game, knowing well that the struggle on set pieces. The taller man, like I thought, was was really good. Um, but yeah. obviously paid off. It paid off with him scoring. But yeah. to to no, know to no avail at the end.
4: Yeah, I think just um, it, but going back to the point that both of you were making there, just uh, we are light up top and. Yeah, I don't know. Is if, if there's another and we've kind of discussed this before. If there's another way we can play, or another person that you can play up top, because like you know, two games for a centre forward leading the line is in three days is, is a tough ask. Um, so that is a bit of concern. And look, you know, we're almost a quarter of the way season, quarter of the way through the season now. Or are are we? Next game is is it?
2: We're a quarter now, yeah.
4: We're quarter of the way through the season, so like time doesn't be long going by, um. In terms of games and that, and like if a quarter of the season is gone already, um, we can't afford to keep losing games like what we are. there If we want a challenge for Europe, and it's as simple as that, and there's no way of sugarcoating that, um. And like obviously you see Shamrock Rovers coming up. Up the rear as it is. And look, they're gonna they're gonna be top four, obviously, you know, at the very bare minimum. I'd imagine they're gonna be champions again.
3: They're gonna walk away with
4: it. Yeah, they're gonna walk away with it. Um I think Derry will have enough, even though they're only on fifteen points, three points ahead of us. I think that the size of their squad and the variation within the squad, obviously that's something that we just talked about there in terms of centre forwards and that. They don't have a lot of variation there, but they do, they will have. Um, I think St. Pats, you know, people said St. Pats oh, St. Pats are a bad, bad team that we bet. The army bollocks. St. Pats are a very good team. You know, you've got Chris Foster pulling, pulling the strings there. He's actually second top scorer in the league at the moment on five uh, from centre midfield. So, you know, I, I think they're a much better team than people give them credit for. And they've kind of got their shit together now. I firmly believe they will be not only top four, I firmly believe they'll be actually top three. Uh, they could even come second. Um so th- and, and then the with Bose with the with the start they've made, what are they on twenty-one, I think, is it or more? Yeah. Yeah, I think they're on twenty-one points. Like as average as they are, and everybody would say the same thing, they know how to win games. Um, so they already have the points. On the board, in the bag, whatever way you want to put it, possibly they may, might strengthen in July just to give them that extra push to get them towards Europe. Whereas if we don't get points on the board soon, we we won't don't even have that extra push. You know, it's it's panic stations. It's um to, to qualify for Europe. Um, so for me, as good as the fo- I think we're a very very good football inside. I think we're very very good technically. Yeah, we're light up top a little bit when games are put together or if uh, we lose the likes of Max or anything like that so for me I would be very concerned at this point in time uh, in qualifying for Europe I'd be very very concerned I can't see us
2: getting in the top four to be honest well Jerry, I can. I, I just uh, I just throw it at a different angle again to you right at half time we were second on the table uh, at the end of the game we are sixth like that's how finally balanced things are at the moment and we yeah. have had fucking rotten luck uh, pretty much since the start of the season
4: but I think things but, are starting to starting to level out Donald do you know we're a quarter way through the season now as I said to you Shamrock Rovers won't be where Shamrock Rovers won't end the season where they currently are no. they're going to be in top four so yeah. that's one space gone right right. and I yeah. firmly believe in my opinion that St Patrick's Athletic will be in the top
2: three I, I think that's fair enough Jerry. and it's going I'm to be precise. very
4: difficult to dislodge Bohemians from that top four Currently, with them sitting on twenty one points, so that leaves that's your top four. And I think it's between the likes of shelves and Doc and whoever else then to get fifth, which isn't worth the fuck. Two
2: two two things, Jerry. Right. Uh, well, the, the, our best performances uh, to date have been on proper pitches, on decent pitches, right? We still have to get a, a proper surface. Do you know what I mean to, to play on? And I think that's that's going to be like a, it's going to be a big catalyst for us. Number one. Uh, number two, like does these things have to balance, balance themselves out over season? And like, like for the teams that are getting all these bounces and all the, the 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 bits of good luck or the rub of the green, as the man says, that's going to come back to us at some stage. Do you know what I mean? So, like, I I certainly wouldn't be doom and gloom. Or uh, I I
4: don't believe any of that though. I well, don't I believe. Do. Yeah, I I yeah, don't believe I do. things. That's. Mumbo jumbo, in my opinion, that no. things balance themselves no. out of the season, and it's only really a cliche. Like you, you make your own luck, um, and you know, rub the green. Blue, that's mumbo
2: jumbo, in my opinion. Yes, I, well, look at it. Maybe, maybe may too, Jerry. But I, I look at I'm, the more yourself. I suppose I, I'm not traveling to away it. games with you anymore, is that? <laughs> I'm not travelling to away at, games with you anymore. You, you get, it, you get a sense of it, Jerry I'm certainly not throwing, throwing the toys out of the pram. and thinking, oh, I'm not the throwing the toys out of the pram either. The I'm the just being program pragmatic program. and realistic. Uh, like, Jerry, Aim um, Eamon Kelly put up a tweet there uh, just on, on uh, John Russell's record, um, I suppose, compared to, to, to Liam Buckley and his points return is I think the on level uh, uh I suppose stretch of games is the is ahead of, of where Buckley was. So like they're the facts. Do you know what I mean? Over 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 the stretch of a long period of games, uh Russell's point return has been uh greater than that of Liam Buckley's. So, you know, he's he's getting a lot of things right and we're playing good football. There's obviously there's there's mistakes that need to be ironed out, but um
4: no, I know what you're saying. I, I seen I seen that tweet. I think it's um I think he's saying that uh basically on the points gained since John Russell's come in, that you would end the season with uh if it was to continue on the way it currently is, including defeats, bad goals, whatever the case may be, you would end the season on a total of fifty seven points is the greatest, no. which is the best return since twenty thirteen. Yes, exactly. Not even taking into account Glenn Buckley. Yeah. taking into account all the other managers so look that's for me i suppose donald that's the kind of stuff that uh, look yeah i kind of forgotten about that to be fair and i suppose yeah. that's the stuff i kind of believe in more so than the other stuff that things have to change and blah, blah 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 look i suppose when you put it like that it does yeah it's just i suppose maybe i along with other people are, are panicking and at the end of the day i fucking, in my opinion John Russell is the best manager since Paul Cook and I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Um, Obviously, Barclough as well, probably the best manager since those two, maybe. Um, I have total faith in John Russell. Absolutely undeniable. I've seen the things that he's doing at the club, all the small little things, the little attention to detail, the way he deals with people, the way he deals with the players, the way he deals with everything. It's just... Ultra professional. I've never seen anything like it ever at the Showgrounds, right? So, regardless of where we finish the table, I would be one hundred and ten percent behind him. I'm just kind of, I suppose, you know, just a little bit panicky, yeah. you know. And I suppose kind of like, need to take a breath and relax a little bit. Yeah,
2: but but like like I could I, and another I suppose another perspective that you could look at it like we could have drawn those two games. We could have drawn against and We could have drawn against Shelburne, or sorry, uh, drawn against the dog. And dog. And yeah. drawn against shells. That's two points. Yeah, true. I would you be happy with that or, or as opposed to three. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, Look, we're only a quarter of the way through the season and uh, there's plenty of football to be played yet.
4: Yeah, and look, at the end of the day, at, at the end of this, like, you know, that's what the pod is about. It's all about having opinions and I suppose, like what I said before, we're not going to, we give our opinions, we're not going to sugarcoat it. We tell it like what we feel at the time. Now that might change from week to week or from game to game, or from fucking, you know, hour to hour, you know, when you're thinking about stuff. So it's just it's a it's a it's a, a, a it's just a, a part of, It's a minute in time or whatever. I'm not sure what the exact saying is, but that's just, I suppose, you know, it's the highest level. Isn't it? We're a work. We're a work in progress. And you know,
3: I think we're going in the right direction, though. That's and look, we don't have to be. You know, you're we're on the assumption here that that uh, we have to win all our games because the other teams are going to win all their games and they're all going to be perfect. Like, there's nothing to say that they're going to be perfect. Do you know what I mean? Like, who's say, like, look at look at the state of Derry at the minute. You don't know what, what's going to happen there. Like, like another another couple of losses at home, and surely Higgins starts coming under pressure and stuff like that. So we don't know what's going to happen with other clubs. We just have to. I think if we can if we can hang in around it until. Uh,
4: to, oh we lost we back up go I just said we're, we're,
3: all I say was we're a work in progress you know and it's going the right direction but you're assuming that that everyone else is going to be perfect it so we have to be perfect but like that year are going through an awful sticky patch at the minute I think was having haven't won a game yet at all have they and that was and I think towards the end of last year they didn't the the last lost the last few games at home too like so another couple of results like that and Higgins is going to start coming under pressure uh, and then you have Tim Clancy as at past I don't he's always uh, only a couple of results away from pressure from the from the fans so you know if we can stick into it until until Europe comes around for them teams and the summer transfer window or we might get a couple of bodies in.
1: Now, after the game against Stumdog and the game against Shells, we ask for your shouts from the Shed End. Don't forget on WhatsApp voice note 085-815-9767 08 or on email to podcast at borst.ie. And we can hear those now.
0: All right, lads. You'll be here calling from sophisticated Swindon. I'm just absolutely delighted with that win tonight. Brilliant uh, brilliant performance and, and well deserved. Um, I was, um, if it be nice. a bit um, down in Russell last week. Uh, I thought totally he got it wrong against Bose, but I thought the changes uh, towards the end, bringing Bulger and uh, Bardo on, exactly uh, what was needed and, and, and really positive. And, um, you know, there's, um, you know, third place there. Yeah, I, I, I think third, fourth place is definitely there for us this, this season. And, um, yeah, onwards and, and upwards to, to talk on Monday night. Um, other thing I'd say um, is that the pitch, um, you know, the pitch in the showgrounds, I, I really don't know how, how, how much it, it suits us, uh, us. Two good performances on, on, on the Astros uh, recently, and, um, yeah, uh yeah, it's just probably it is probably a a, a negative. I've, n- I've never been too much of a fan of Orioles of, of uh surface, but um certainly didn't didn't do us any harm to there, there tonight. And um yeah, that's that's it. Hopefully more than the same in, in, in top and uh go easy on the eggs, boys. Okay, take care, have a good weekend.
1: That's your Shouts from don't forget once again after the game against Draw on Saturday night. You can send them in on a WhatsApp voice note to 085-815-9767 or on email to podcast at borst.ie. Bit of news, lads. I suppose main news this week, Donald. um, We saw that Emma Dorothy, Captain Darling for three games during the week and she even scored there on Monday or Tuesday, whatever day it was. I think it was during the weekend eh? but... Certainly, it was. Uh, it was great to see.
2: Absolutely, Roland, and delighted for Emma and the more than she deserves. Um, a great, a uh, great honour to captain your national side. Massive honour. I don't think it they, they gets any bigger than that. And then uh, to, to score for them as well is absolutely phenomenal for her and delighted for her.
4: So we've under seventeen and under nineteen uh, captain. international camp- captains. Yeah, Perfect. some achievement.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, yeah, we touched on there last week that Alice Lillian and Jordan locker were in her 70s. Of course, she did, didn't qualify. The 19s didn't qualify either. But certainly, like, we, we touched on it before last. But it's it's, it's I suppose important to pick it up again is that, you know, the player, players are getting recognition on these international squads. And it's great to see. And hopefully there'll be more as time goes on as well. Lads, we'll just go through a few replies uh, to the tweet we sent out on Monday. Night going through the the after the results against Shells at Tolka. Um I suppose the first kind of one that come up is that the team need to be far more ruthless. Um, that Shelburne gave us possession numerous times and we didn't use it well enough. As others have said, we we should have been out of sight half time. We move on, learn from it, and two huge games, home games coming up. Um, I we before we kind of put on to the to the drawhead game, lads. I suppose, Jerry, it's having two home games now after two away games is is probably a, I wouldn't say it's an ideal scenario, but it's it's nice to be back at home.
4: Yeah, definitely, um, and two home games on a Saturday night as well, which is obviously our ideal night. So hopefully. Hopefully like the weather today is just fucking atrocious, like with the storm and that. Um it was actually Kevin who put up that tweet and Kevin started chatting me today and I was in work and I had to run to close doors and stuff like that. So apologies about that, Kevin. But yeah, it'll be great to get back to, to two Saturday nights in a row or um I think the weather's supposed to pick up as well for the weekend, so get back on our home patch. Um hopefully the the pitch is better. Um That'll probably determine a lot, but if the pitch isn't better, then I think we need to kind of mix it up maybe a little bit more to grind out a result and keep a clean sheet. I was actually reading the draw to Independent today, just the sports part. Um, They may have a few missing themselves, but at the same time too, no more than Ollie Horgan and Finn Harps down through the years, to tell you there was 10 men out and the same 10 men would be Playing the outfield position. So, and they were just saying about Darren Mark, he might be one. I know uh, Fodi up front is out long term, which is great because he scored against us in the previous game and got a great goal. And uh, the keeper may be injured as well. And the guy, the backup is, hasn't played in the league yet. He's 19 as well. So, so hopefully, all those things, that, all those bits of bad luck come to fruition for Drogheda and maybe aid us. But as you say, look, Take these things with a pinch of salt, especially these this this far out from the game. So, um,
2: yeah, looking forward to get back on Saturday night
4: when news or draw, regardless.
2: Good to be there. Anyways, one, one thing that uh uh stood out for me, um, at uh playing away to to draw that was Gary Deegan. <coughs> when when Hartman came on, uh, yeah. Deegan he, he started pulling, he started like forcibly uh, twisting Hartman around and, and looking at his jersey and say who the fuck are you kind of thing you know yeah I remember um, that you know like I hopefully I I know like Budger's been absolutely he's been, he's been a revelation so far this season um, yeah. I just I'd like to see him put fucking Gary League in his box and showgrounds on, um, on, on Saturday night <laughs> uh, you know like I just like I just I'd love to see us cut out these silly mistakes and just as just grind out a win, just not give up any chances, and just grind out a one 0 win. I would love. I'd give my right arm for one 0 win now. And Four
4: one 0 Four one 0 win. Yeah, give yeah. me right arm first. Lot to be said for it.
2: Yeah, you- no, I, I, I think it's going. Look at it's going to be tough. They're flying it, and fairness and draught are flying it. Um, uh, and I know, we we were trying to uh, actually funny enough, we we seen Nadia Horgan as well before the uh, on the oh, win. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh he's a, a, a rare boy. huh.
4: We've met him in traffic.
2: Yeah. He we down the window and he starts roaring over at us. Yeah. Yeah. He's soundbox. He but um uh, no, they they'd rather find it and they're not going to be an easy touch either. So again, we need to have our we need to have our game faces on and just the mentality, just like just not to concede. Whatever it takes not to concede, just remember what Dan McDonald wrote about you in, in, in uh was was writing about you after the uh, the game in in Park on Monday night and just use that just to fucking stick it to his face and stick it to everybody else's face and say that's it we're not conceding this game we're going to just grind it out whatever it takes screen out and score this um, uh, 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 don't let them in and just grind out a, a, a positive result three points please go
4: ahead. yeah I think going up to the, the previous game Indrada or over to the previous game Indrada um. The one concern a lot of us had, and I know I've seen it through multiple uh, places, that the worry was that uh, Bulger wasn't playing. Just for that level of nullifying the likes of Gary Dean's shithousery, um, like as you said, Donald, you know, he was just acting the absolute bollocks the last day and like looking at Hartman's, you know, like, who the fuck are you kind of thing And you could actually see him doing it He was doing it, yeah Literally yeah. he was doing it Like, yeah, yeah So now it's an opportunity To shut ramadan down back His yeah. fucking bearded throat Yeah um, You know, because he is one horrible fucker Yeah And I'd love to get one over on him And just a one nil boring win Take it all day long As long as we beat them And
2: mm. get a result Keep a clean sheet, please And just one other thing as well Like, in fairness to Barlow Like, Barlow seemed to get in the Get under his skin a bit as well. Like Berlow has that in him, like he's he's kind of he's a bit of a wind up merchant himself, Barrow is you know the kind of way. And uh, I'd like to see him maybe featured a bit more prominently on on, on serve mate as well because um, I just think he's 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 just he's that bit of an uh, character about him that he he'd be tailor-made for this game.
1: So predictions lads, one nil wins all around. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go one-nil, Rovers.
2: Do you say one nil as well? Uh, I, I'll go nil 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 draw. I'm, I'm I'm kind of I was I used the reverse psychology there the last weekend and uh like it's going for all these kind of matters once and just um, wasn't really working for me. So I, I was very negative last weekend. We won one and lost the other. So I'm going to go kind of conservative this week. Nil nil draw. I well, take. I,
4: I'll see your nil nil right? and I'll up my one nil to a two nil.
2: Grand
4: jury. <laughs> yeah. There you go. No, look, I I do you know, like having said everything that we said and the fucking bickering and arguing and debating and to and fro and all that, I still think we have an unbelievably good team. Do you know that's the bottom line? And I suppose like when you do look at it in a certain way, like if you if we do cut out the stupid mistakes, um and maybe not get fucking shit decisions given against us every week. Yeah, we like we're capable capable of beating any team. Um, uh, to be fair, so like I, I am genuinely confident that we will win on on Saturday night, and I think we'll win. Handy enough to be fair, I think.
2: Just for the fans as well, I think it's important like that the fans kind of adopt a bit of a siege mentality as well, and like literally every decision, like I just just. I know I'm just getting this mindset that I think that the, the
4: main I think so, the main stand have been phenomenal though in fairness. Yeah, well, sure. see, I, various, done, like.
2: I haven't I haven't seen um, I haven't been in the main stand uh, since the start of the season to be honest. The time I get into it, it'd be, it's it's too late to, 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 to stand this world, but, um, uh, the stand is full. But I just you know as I say, just kind of contest every decision and just really get get on top of the referees and get on top of the opposition and just can fight, fight for everything. We all need to fight. We all need to pull together. Pull together, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. A shout out as well to, uh,
4: Kieran Gunning. Um, Father Leonard is a uh, is a member of the trust and uh, massive help to, put the trust in and the club. So, uh, Kieran won today in the national All Ireland semi final of the boys thirty five kg against the Leinster champion, and he uh. Boxes on Saturday for the national title, so just a big shout out uh from everybody here to to Karen, um, and we know you can do it. And uh best of luck to you, buddy. Fair play.
1: Let's look, Karen. Good luck, Karen. Up
4: our side, Karen. Thank you, Jerry. Cheers, Ronan. Cheers, Donald. Thank you, Donald. Cheers, Cheers Jerry. Cheers, Ron. Donald. Cheers. Will you will you bring me to the next away again please?
2: I will see, Jerry. <laughs> You're a good boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I went two went up and i heard those thousands of sligo people i was proud i went out one best town in the world best town in the world best town in the world more drama here gilani north Elding. 3-2 they've been looking for Stenson's head away at the far post and over it comes elliot stenson one one It's brilliant 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 here comes quickly this day.